Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Gamezilla Media Studios, producer, the Deadite Knight. Pew, 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 laser guns. Laser, that's perfect laser guns, just like your 22. Perfect. Welcome to episode 269 of the Gamezilla Podcast, brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com slash Media. Thank you so much to all of our current patrons. And if you're listening to this podcast, consider becoming a patron today. Again, it's ga- patreon.com slash GameZilla Media with uh, support level starting at just $1 per month. You can vote on uh, news topics here on the GameZilla podcast. Or there's the unique content level that gives you shows only available at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You want to listen to Must or Bust? Remember the Must or Bust segment that was on the GameZilla podcast? Well, we put it on Patreon. It's available for you there. That's right. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Go there and start your patronage today. All right. Well, we uh, have a good a, a couple topics to talk about today. The The news has been obviously light. E3 tackled a lot of that, and we're not going to get a, a ton more until some of the upcoming conventions in overseas and uh, PAX. And starts Prime Day. Up. You couldn't go to a video game website without hearing about the not that great video game prime deal. Just to start my stream, uh, to start today's stream on twitch.tv slash gameslowmedia, I had to watch a 15-second prime trailer. Now, given, I, get, I understand Twitch is owned by Amazon, but I was like, I'm just trying to prep my show, and I have to watch this ad. But happy Prime Day, everybody. Hopefully you To our Twitch found, overlords. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you found something uh, video game related that you needed to add to your collection. Um, I was uh, I was pretty underwhelmed. I think uh, that's about the same with uh, Deadite here. Well, I bought nothing. Yeah. I think I'm going to be buying a sprinkler timer for my wife's garden is the one thing I'm buying on Ooh, Prime. Ooh, happy Prime Day. Yeah, man. Indeed. There's nothing like not having to water the vegetables. <sighs> That's why we got to wrap this show up. If it's not storming, I got to go water the vegetables. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, let's uh, we got let's get into the news then. We got a couple topics, so here it is, the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching gamezillamedia.com. Downloading headlines. Alexander, what about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number 1. Nintendo has come out and made it official. We have a new Nintendo Switch coming. The Nintendo Switch Lite. Do you still keep calling it the Switch Mini? Uh, no, I call it the Lite. You want to know why? Because my Cause favorite... Because you're, you're not a slob like me? No, no. I have a reason. My favorite DS ever was the DS Lite. Because it was the best one. Yeah, and so like to me, I really kind of... 
am all on board that they're kind of recycling this uh, this naming convention. And I kind of feel like if you think about the the light and and some of the colors that were chosen at launch, it it feels like this was done on purpose and that they really were referencing the DS light. And that's not a bad thing because the DS line was the second most successful uh, gaming system ever you know sold so only beaten by like five million units uh by the ps2 yep yeah it's a, it's right around five million yeah units. so i mean the, the i co- looked it up today your facts are very correct uh, thank you thank you i need to know how many vitas were sold <laughs> not many <laughs> yeah that that one is way down that list but anyways so i think spoiler alert <laughs> there were more game uh Game Gear sold than the Vita. Oh my God, are you serious? Be the Vita numbers are estimations, Ooh. but the numbers are Game Gear level with the Vita. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Nintendo Switch Lite was announced by by Nintendo officially. There had been a lot of rumors and and supposable images leaked and things like that. Well, we now officially have an image. We have three colors. We have a release date. We have a price point. We have a future release date for a special edition, and it all really looks like a brilliant idea by Nintendo. So, everyone, before we get started, yes, we are all still waiting and hoping that Nintendo's going to come along and drop news about the, the Switch Pro or whatever they're going to call their, their more advanced system. This is not that. A, a friend of mine I spoke with wanted a docked-only version. So like a PlayStation TV or PlayStation TV style. Yeah, like it's just a maybe a little bit more powerful at home only version. Huh. I guess it doesn't appeal to me. I love the handheld nature of the Switch. Yeah, I don't for me for so okay, so that that's a good point. So you have that established now. This little Switch cuz it is Switch Mini, it is technically it is smaller has me so excited and I'm not entirely sure why. But I need one of these to the point where I'm going to get one September 20th when they drop. And then I'm going to also get one in November when the special edition drops. And this will probably be my new horrible addiction of collecting Nintendo systems like I used to do for the Nintendo DS series and 3DS series. So um, we've made many jokes of how many DSs I own. It's not a joke though. Like I actually own that many, and I like it. I like the. There's something about them, like the Pikachu editions and the Pokeball editions, and the, and all that stuff. the The system itself is really cool. I don't really use them. I love the box art. Yeah, the boxes are cool for the. <laughs> I the pay deal. like two hundred dollars for a system, so I could keep it in the box and put it up, so I can see the box art, and that's insane sometimes to me. But at the same time, I actually boxed them all up and took them to a, a nerd out sale a couple weeks ago, more like a month ago now, and um, I I couldn't put them on the table. I like opened the box and I was like. And there was so much, so much on that table that like I would have never sold that I put on the table. Yeah, I could not put those on the table. I even had people that were running the the show come by and they're like, "How much for this? How much for that?" Because they had seen it when I had the box open. Yeah, like, "How much do you want for that DS? How much do you want for that DS?" I'm like, "I'm not sure if I'm going to sell it yet." Well, if you do, you let me know. If you do, let me know. You know. And so like I just I've realized I really like that aspect of collecting. So. Now that the 3DS is pretty much at this point done, 
Uh, we shouldn't see any more systems as far as collect, you know, limited editions or anything like that. Um, what do I move on to? And this is it. It's not traditional switches. It's the Switch Lite. I really like the style of it, the, the, the compact style. And, of course, I was spending about 200 bucks yeah. HDS to collect them. This came out at one ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, why don't you, $100 cheaper. Why don't you hit the, the people listening with the facts of what's different yeah, about this unit? So basically what we got going on with this little guy is it is the screen is an inch smaller. Yes. You go from like a 6.5 to a 5.5 yeah. inch screen. So you are getting a little bit of a smaller screen and you're losing the function of Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons are fixed and they are physically attached to the system. It is one piece. Um, the HD rumble has been removed, and is that is that those are the big ones, right? Is am I missing? I know there's no Bluetooth audio, which I was kind yeah. of disappointed in. Um, so the the I believe they changed the RAM up a little bit so that yeah. the bat so it power manages a little bit better, so you get uh, close to an hour more battery life depending on what game you're okay. playing. Yeah, uh, and the, they removed the face buttons on the left side of the unit. And they've put a D-pad in because that's you don't it, yeah. need to play split Joy-Con. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big piece. There is uh, is the D-pad is such, and that's one reason why I'm very excited for it, for sure. You brought you brought that up earlier when I was like, I don't know why I'm like, I'm like at this point where like I can't wait for it to come out, and that's yeah. weird because I have a Switch, but like this just seems like the perfect thing for me where it's like it's a little bit bigger than the vita a little bit smaller than the traditional switch i feel like it's just going to be that like perfect zone for for me and for many others and then the price point dropping a hundred dollars off this puts this thing at 199 and that to me is the smartest move for nintendo because they've had a great start with the switch they did have to downgrade their their predictions of of sales uh, in their second year, which was a little bit of a disappointment, but adding this skew to their to their library of of devices is really that piece that you know parents can buy into for their children and and not have to worry about losing parts and all, like it just seems to me like you think about a successor to the 3ds and this is it. Like the switch is the successor, but this particular model really. I mean, it is neck and neck with. Hey, how much did a brand new 3DS cost? Right around, right around the uh, that $200 mark. Yes, the the new 2DS XL came out and was a little bit lower, but but again, this is that that function that 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 product that I really think is going to just launch Switch in a, in another another wave of popularity because you got people like me that I'm like I want one even though I don't need one and yeah. then you're going to have all those people that don't have a Switch that you know jump on this like you think of the the actual Japanese um they love handheld gaming you know that that's a primary function for them so a slightly smaller switch that is more comp, you know more more compact more uh, it's all it's all one solid piece for them this thing is going to sell, like you think about what the DS, like I remember when the DS Lite came out, the number, the, the sales in Japan were crazy. Yeah. Now, now did you mention that the, one of the biggest changes about the system is it does not dock to a TV? 
Did you mention that? I did not mention that. That's the other thing. It's not dockable. Yes. So not only does it not come with a dock, it f- it will not load into your Nintendo Switch dock. It doesn't have a video output to do that. Um, and so that that is one of the things that you compromise with, with getting the Switch Lite, it being a handheld-based system. And, you know, uh, I think it I think it is going to work really well for a certain group of people. That there's Because there's a ton of people that never dock their Switch at all. I'm yeah. not one of those people, but there's a ton of people. I don't dock my switch a ton, but I like the f- I like the fact that I can, and that's why I have I have a traditional switch. But the fact that I can have this this switch mini or whatever you want to call it, um, we can call it the switch light. We can call yeah, it its right name. The switch light is really going to be that piece that it, it, like I'll take the switch light to work all the time. Yeah, I you know I'll it, it'll be the switch that goes with me everywhere, and you know and we've had the talks like I don't think it, it's not confirmed, but there's been the the articles out there about how you're going to be there's going to be a, a way to share your files there there is a suggestion from Doug Bowser himself yeah. that there will be a potential update coming to Nintendo online accounts or firmware on the Switch that's going to make this whole process of getting a second Switch an easier thing to do to share your files, uh, share your cloud saves, and, may, and probably say, share your game downloads across your family of systems. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's super important because if you think about um, if you really think about what the one of the limitations that Nintendo had over over the time is like, uh, okay, I I collect DSs, right? Oh my goodness! So frustrating to me that like I'd have this DS, I put a lot of time into it, I'd I'd add some some digital games like Metroid and and Super Metroid and stuff like that, and then I'd get a new DS, and there was no way for me to get that stuff there, unless I did a complete um, 3DS to 3DS transfer. And then the the original 3DS is wiped. Yeah. So literally, it was me migrating and, and leaving the other one behind. And when you think about like how the Switch works right now, where I can you know play a game handheld, sit on a dock, play it, you know, and and all that. But but then you go look at other consoles like um, I don't know PlayStation or Xbox. Is that you have these share accounts? So like we have multiple PlayStation Fours at home and multiple Xboxes, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox Ones, and some are in the game room, some are in the living room, and so it's easy for me to just grab a controller, sit wherever I'm going to sit in whatever room, fire it up, sign into my account, and have access to my purchases, have access to my save files via the cloud, have access to really anything I want, and play you know, in it, wherever I'm set up for. So that's super nice that Nintendo really hasn't had. So thinking of the DS and the popularity and the numbers it's sold, if the Switch can now allow you to share those files back and forth. Not a one-time deal. I don't want to migrate my stuff to the Switch Lite, and then because of it, it's go- I can't use it on, the, on my normal Switch. I want to be able to use both. Because then you really, not only are you going to sell these things to people that don't, they haven't invested into a Nintendo product of this, of this generation yet, but you're going to get plenty of people that are already Nintendo fans, that are already invested in the Switch, invest into an additional piece of hardware. And that's something that I think they haven't been able to really do well outside of the DS. It's definitely a concern that I have because when this got announced, 
right away, I was sending the info about it to to my wife because she's a huge Pokemon fan. We only own one Switch, so we know that there is going to be conflict come November. Who's going to be playing Switch when and who's going to be playing Pokemon? And when I saw this, I was like, hey, 200 bucks. It's a little bit smaller. She doesn't play docked all that often. Um, you know, may, hey, maybe this is the route we want to go. And it comes in fun colors, you know, like my, my wife right away was excited. She's like, oh, I like the turquoise one, you know, like right away. Um, she's like, oh, I like the Pokemon edition one. So there was excitement there around this. But one of my concerns was, well, I have on my account, I downloaded Stardew Valley, the game that my wife is currently crazy obsessed over and will not stop playing. Um I own Towerfall, my wife's other favorite independent video game. Those are tied to my account. Am I going to be able to log in and set up this second switch as as if it were me and download my game so she has them to play? Or is it going to be something where I can't do that? Because that, that makes it tougher for me to buy into the second switch if right away it's going to be a pain for Elle to be able to play the games that I bought that she likes. I hope that that you that we can do that because again with the Xbox the PlayStation 4 it's already doable. Yeah. So this is this this is the opportunity for for Nintendo to copy that but on top of it have multiple variations of systems that can benefit from it both handheld and docked depending on which system you're running. So I I think it's I think it's time Nintendo needs to do it and if they do it then this is a, this is a great uh, release decision because so many people were like, I want a more powerful Switch. I'm one of those people. So are you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we sat back and we're like, um, Switch Mini, not for me, not for me. I'm not interested. And then it came out and I all of a sudden was like, I was wrong. I, I want this. And so I think they're already winning in this concept of, just marketing and, pre- and 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 really getting a new product out there because this was not the product that I personally was asking for, but I still want it. That to me tells me Nintendo's doing something right. And you know the colors, you got the turquoise, you got the yellow, and then uh, which is very Pikachu yellow style, and then you have a gray. Mm-hmm. And they all look good. I, I really like them. Uh, the, the the big thing that I like is the and it was mentioned it mentioned in the uh, Twitch chat. Um, by Emery is the border, the bezel, for the it. bezel for it. Mat- color matches the system, so it gives you that you don't have that giant black bezel that you have on the traditional system. Even though that technically matches the system, but if you have color Joy Cons or whatever, it does stick out. Yeah. It's it really feels like a bunch of screen that's not being used is what it kind of feels like. Here, it, it kind of gives it a different feel where the screen itself is stretched all the way to the edge, um, and there is a thin black bezel that you can see in, in the uh, the shots, but, you know, it's minimal compared compared to what we uh, we had seen in the past. So... You know the it is still a bezel. Let's not let's not say that it stretch that it stretches, but yeah. But it like 
I don't know. It just feels better. It looks cleaner. Cosmetically, it looks cleaner. It looks better. Which Nintendo continuously has done with redesigns of their handhelds. Every generation looks a little bit cleaner than the yeah. one that came before. You're right. No. Especially, you know, again, look Think at that last 2DS XL. is a super clean looking yeah, You just wish system. that all of the systems were like that. Yeah, they're great. Uh, um, but you also think about the original DS, which was just that, that clunky, yeah. funky looking thing. And then right after it was the light. Yeah. And that light was like it that's why you bought one. But you then, were like, oh wow, that's crazy. That's kind of what this feels like to me. And then the DSI came out with that matte finish. That like smooth matte finish. Like the DSI was again, it was another style change, but it also m- felt more mature. It felt cleaned up. Yeah. Now there is one thing that it does bug me and I'm st- still waiting for uh, again, if they do release a pro, which I would imagine it's, I would imagine we're getting a pro. I don't think we're getting one this year. I think it's going to be next year, right? Because yeah. um, they did it with the DS. Yeah. We have the new 3DS, which is a more powerful system yeah. that had exclusive games that it could play and yep. extra buttons and stuff. So, I think, the, but the one thing that's missing here that should have been added, and, and honestly, I wish it was in the original, is Bluetooth audio, wire, mm-hmm. wireless audio. Like, there's so many times I'm playing my game, even in the cafeteria, we're playing Rocket League at, at work. And, um, you know, I have the I have the switch volume cranked all the way up, but the cafeteria is noisy. I can barely hear my game, and I and and switch and Rocket League has some great music, you yeah. know, great soundtracks. So I'm I'm annoyed by it, and all I want to do is be able to throw on my Bluetooth um, bone conducting headphones, so that way I can still hear you if we want to talk, or and I'm not just completely zoning myself into the game. Yeah. And I can't, and that's so annoying to me when I sh- I can sync those headphones up to like everything. I can sync them, I think, to a Vita. Yeah, there's Bluetooth on a Vita. <laughs> on a PlayStation Vita, yeah. the Game Gear outsold the Vita, and it has Bluetooth audio. I mean, come on. I just, to me, I uh, I think it's a huge miss. It, it needed to be something on the original system. It bugged me that it wasn't there, but the fact that it's not here, you took, and, and this is a stripped down version system here. So to me, it's like you, you added a D-pad instead of buttons, which I appreciate. You, um, but you could have added one feature, and I, dear God, I feel like a Bluetooth wireless card is th- the cost of manufacture has to be next to nothing. When you th- when you go out and yeah. you look at some of the cheap, just knockoff devices that are out there in the market for you know um, phones and 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 music players yeah. and and whatever whatever it is you, you can go find... to a five below store and buy a bluetooth speaker <laughs> that's what i mean yeah. so like to me it's like how is this not in your flagship system currently and then uh, a a more portable design like this okay this is why it bugs me it doesn't dock it doesn't do anything. It is literally designed to be handheld. It is designed to be a portable device. That's what it is. Why doesn't it have Bluetooth? That really bugs me. That's my that's my biggest gripe overall. Can I express what, to me, is a major concern about this system? Yeah. Joy-Con drift. Right. There's been serious problems because I've experienced it yep. with issues where the the joysticks stop functioning properly. Mine, uh, if you're not familiar with what Joy-Con drift, let's say specifically on mine, my left Joy-Con, when I press up, it sometimes 
sticks. It, it sticks inside or digitally where it holds and it will go forward despite the fact that the joystick is fully in position. So I have to change, like I have to go left or right to like recalibrate it real quick. And there's different things where they, they say it's like dirt that's gotten in there or it's like a bad connection. Um, regardless, it makes playing with my original Joy-Con that came attached, uh, you know, to my Switch, uh, my launch Joy-Con, it makes them only usable on certain video games. And uh, my concern is if this is something that is still a design flaw in this, I can buy new Joy-Con or I can put my separate Joy-Con on there. That might not be the case on the Switch Lite. And you could have this thing for two years, your, your controllers start drifting, and then you're in trouble. I would hope this is something that they have uh, fixed. Yeah, I think for me, I feel like it, it, it's definitely something that I would I would believe because this should be fixed. recalled. Joy-Con should be recalled. Yeah. It's such a big problem in the well, Switch community. And, but let's be honest, though, if you contact Nintendo, they are aware of it, and they actually will take your Joy-Con. Yeah. So, like, they're acknowledging it. Yes, they haven't they haven't just issued a full blown recall, but they're acknowledging it, repairing these Joy Cons, right? So, with they have the knowledge, they have the fix or at least the repair, yeah. so then when they go release a new product like this, in my mind, there has to be a slightly different uh, design here. Yeah, you would think so. If not, then yes, I'm very concerned, because I have also experienced it in one of mine, not my launch, but actually my uh, my Mario Party bundle yeah. set that, that um, I, I'm having an issue with, with my left Joy-Con, but... Um, but yeah, that's, that is a, a very good concern, because if they didn't change anything... You are going to have people with this problem. Yeah. That's it. Um, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. But uh, you did mention the Pokemon edition, so I did want to. I did want to throw up some some Im- image and talk about that. That's coming out in November when Pokemon drops. Um, that's going to be their special edition. So what is that? November eighteenth. 14th, I thought. Something? Okay, it's right right in the middle of November, um, and that is going to be that nice like off white. Slightly, slightly gray-looking switch with the um, the two, you know, the paint, the blue, like light blue into fifteenth, fifteenth. Okay, light blue into like the pink, reddish. Um, it looks re- like I like that style, and of course, the back has your two legendary Pokemon from Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. It does not come with the game. They they didn't yep. say that. It's going to be a special edition that you can get, but then you will still have to go out and buy the game. So my question will be because we haven't pre-orders haven't gone live uh, for this device yet. My question is. Is it still a 199 unit because there's no game package with it? Because if that's the case, then I'm cool with it. Uh, Isn't that what Nintendo's traditionally done? It, they have, but a lot. But I'm just again, I just want to make sure that tradition, like they're not changing their tune. Where all of a sudden this is a 229 mm-hmm. Switch because it's got special colors, but you still got to go buy a $60 video game. Yeah, because I was it was one thing to go buy a bundled 3DS that came with you know a Zelda game or 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 something like that. But like when I went and bought. Uh, the Metroid 3DS, right? I was super excited for that one. Um, it was just a flat one ninety nine ninety nine, and then I bought the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm good with that as long as that's the case. I just don't want to see an upcharge if you're not going to bundle something with it. Um, but this is this is the other switch that I want to pick up at um, at launch, um, just just because it does look really cool and it is that first 
collector's edition or limited edition. Um, and you have the Let's Go. You have the Let's Go regular Switch. I do, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, I upgraded from my launch system to the Let's Go system, and now that they announced this, I, I want to pick up Jade really likes the light as well. So mm-hmm. my wife, you know, um, she she really likes the turquoise. So I have a feeling that that there might be several launch launch systems bought because that's the other cool thing is like a normal switch is three hundred bucks, two lights is four hundred bucks. Yeah. So, you know, for us that's something where I'm like I might get her I might surprise her with a uh, a, a turquoise. I just don't know. I'm gonna have to check with her more because I feel like her switch usage is a ton of Jackbox, which is She's docking. You got to dock for that. So I don't know. Like, to me, it's like, well, if you're going to play Zelda and and there are other games that you want to get into, um, you know, your 15th way to play Skyrim for the 1,000th time because she's (laughs) obsessed with Skyrim. It's her favorite game. Um, You know, she's never played Skyrim on the Nintendo, though. So, like, okay, well, could she start taking her turquoise light to work and have Skyrim uh, available to her? Something like that. Then I'd pick one up for her. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to, to grab the both both versions yeah and um i'm excited overall just to see the growth that this is going to create for the switch platform this coming holiday because without a doubt this is a appealing to parents buying for children and that's the case anytime a video game system has a reduced price model it's you know it's just a fact that when a parent looks at the $300 price tag we've seen for the last two years on the Switch, and they see this new version, which new is always exciting, and they see it's $200, that is more affordable for a kid's Christmas parent present for a lot of parents, you know? Yeah. like This thing is going to be, it, it'll be one of, if not the hottest, like, uh, tech tech piece for the holiday season. Yeah. Because the price point is, is very obtainable, and... It, like you said, it's going to be at the time relatively new. It's huge. Now, the one thing we didn't cover is that there that I hate to see, and and Nintendo was going to always have a hard time with this if they were going to create a device like this. Is there is some compatibility issues with certain games? Like yeah. How, how you know? So unless you have Joy Cons front, like unless again, unless you're already a Switch owner and you have Joy Cons that you can you can sync up with this thing. You're not playing games, and I know like some people don't care about this, but you're not playing one two switch. You're, you're not, not playing Nintendo Labo. Yeah, you're not playing Labo. You're not so. so there is some limitations. It's not major. I, I don't think there's you know when, when a lot of these a lot of the big games made sure that you could play you know handheld docked Joy Cons loose Joy Cons Joy Cons uh, uh, snapped into a controller. Um, all pro controller, like the, all of that stuff was figured out. Um, so, you know, but there is some games out there that technically would have some problems with the light. The one thing I'm I'm interested because, and no kickstand. We never mentioned. Yeah, that. there's no kickstand. And when, when they brought up the Which fact that you, if you wanted to play one two switch, you had to hook. You know, you could sync Joy-Con in to play that. But again, without the kickstand, you would have to have a uh, an extra stand to hold the system up. But does that mean that since you can sync Joy-Con to it, can you sync a Pro Controller, put it on a stand, and play that way? Can you do local co-ops with the you know Switch sitting on a stand? I assume you can, but they haven't come right out and said that. Yeah, they haven't. I, I would assume that you can. Um, I would assume that it's it's less appealing than than the current Switch we have to yeah. do so. But um, 
I don't know. Well, I, we'll we'll see when we get cl- you know closer to the release, which uh, isn't that far off. Um, but we, um, I'm, I'm I am happy with the announcement, which is surprising because I was the I wasn't. I was like when the rumors started to happen that we were going to hear about the the mini at the time uh, before the pro. I was like, all right, well, I don't care about that. I just want I, I'll, I'll wait for the pro. But they got me. They got me. These these are these are sharp. Anything else uh, before we before we move on, or do you think we got this covered? I think we we talked a lot about it. Obviously, if you you know, there's already been a lot of conversation about this in the Nintendo channel on the Gamezilla Discord. But if you're listening to the show and you're like, I want to talk more about the uh, the Switch Lite, join our Discord, get in there and get in the Nintendo channel and uh, tag us and let's talk about it. Absolutely. All right, topic number two is um, the division. Okay, the Division Two, a very popular game right now, a loot shooter, right? Uh, that that we've talked a lot about and compared it to all the other loot shooters out there. The Division director has uh, put the idea out there of a single-player narrative-driven game, and he's basically asked the fans, "What do you think?" And so, um, Division Two, they're about to start releasing their free year one content. So uh, the big thing about Division Two that also attracted a lot of people is that a lot of the DLC they're adding, or not a lot, all of the DLC they're adding is free. Yeah, which is cool. So the the first wave is coming out, and um, you know we're going to see this Division Two live on for several years. It's as far as its lifespan. But the idea of a uh, a different different concept is that single player, and it came from. A fan. So a fan basically sent in a tweet to the uh, d- the director, uh, Jillian Gerdy, and said, I love the idea of a single-player narrative-driven spinoff of the Division game, focusing on an agent trying to get home to their family after being sent to New York City during the SAH blackout from the fall of D.C. And basically, you know, sent that. And then the response was uh, that... that he he liked the question, so he retweeted that out and said thoughts question mark back out to all the fans. Now near like thousands of people have um, responded with thousands of comments, nearly all in universal support of the idea. So this got me thinking. First of all, I like the idea. I also am on board. I think I think it's cool, and there's but I think it's cool for a specific reason, and that is. We have so many games that are so big and broad, and we like the and we but we like the the little bit of lore that that's supplied to us. So and, and I think and I have a couple examples, but I like the idea of a loot shooter or an MMO or some grand scale style open world game that you spend hundreds and hundreds of hours in, or even something like an Overwatch. You know, where you like these characters a lot and they have a little bit of a backstory and maybe you can grab a couple comic books and read a little bit more about them, but you just really wish that there was like something about them. Like, wouldn't, would you be interested if Roadhog had all, all of a sudden they released this thing that was a 10 hour single player origin story of Roadhog where you got to actually play through and, and, and learn how he became who he is. Yeah. Like, Things like that that, like to me, I was like, oh, this is a really cool idea. And the first thing that triggered to me that I've always, always liked is that is, as much as I've abandoned this franchise for now, Destiny. Man, I'm thinking about going back. 
I, I have thought about actually dabbling now, with some. Now of that the all the stuff's going to be free yeah, next month or yeah. whatever it is, I've yep. been thinking and like the maybe cr- the cross maybe. save and all this stuff, yeah. and it really is starting to get to that point. But I thought about things where I'm like, I've I've put hundreds and hundreds of hours into Destiny, and I really like um I really like Destiny, and I really like Destiny mainly because of the few support characters that they did build into it, and a few of the things like. How cool would it have been to get a single story mode where you could have played the 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 story of Cade Six? Like, where did he come from? Why why is he you know the hunter um, you know boss? And, or and, and same thing with Ikora. You know, I was always I was always a warlock in Destiny. So could I could I choose to go put hundreds hundred hours into my character and save the save the galaxy and save the universe and blah blah blah. but then also when i just none of my friends are online one day and i could be like you know what i'm gonna go play the origin story of ikora like these are things i'm like okay people talk about and keep asking this question are story driven single player games dead are they on their way out and i think last year proved with things like god of war spider-man you know um red dead uh, red dead those types of games that they're not but a lot of those games were also big open world games and not you know we haven't seen that necessarily that story driven linear style game so there's a lot of work put into spider-man god of war and all that yeah. stuff because of the scale so could we have a Destiny 2, a Division, you know, style game where, yes, the all the DLC and multiplayer stuff is free, but over on the side here is this separate, it's a separate game technically, but it's also like maybe you just attach it to Division 2 and you say, hey, all this is free, and then there's this single-player story-driven campaign that you can add on to the game for 10 bucks or, or 20 bucks, yeah. and, and then, you know, like... For Division Two, I'm like it's a cool idea. I probably wouldn't buy it, but for Destiny, if you're like I said for Cade or for Ikora and things like that, I would buy absolutely. For you know for uh, Overwatch, hundred percent. I would I would jump into that. For League of Legends, I would I would buy. I would spend so much money on individual single player because the world like I like League and I've been playing a lot of it recently. But, I didn't want to talk to you about that. I don't want to be your friend anymore. But I like, yeah, that's fair. But I like League because of the characters. Yeah. I really, really like the characters. A lot of a lot of League of Legends success is built on the fact that the champs are yeah. really interesting designs. And then you read their small like backgrounds because they don't have a ton. But you like so one of my favorite characters is Lucian, and he's just on this re- revenge trip because another character Thresh. Killed his wife, stole his stole her soul, and like has condemned is she's like forever condemned inside of his lantern until he defeats him to set her free. That's messed like, up. That drives me where I want to play Lucian, you know, and like, but if you told me I could go play that story and play it out, I whatever like even if it was a forty dollar campaign, I would throw the forty bucks down because a I like Riot and I think that they're capable of making a good campaign. And and that would be something that I would love. So um, Overwatch came from a failed MMO that was supposed to have these characters and stuff in this in this world that we would have technically had more story for us. Yeah. And so if they would have if they would offer that on the side in a different form, I would buy it. And that would actually draw me back into Overwatch because right now I'm I'm kind of just falling out of the Overwatch scene. So yeah, I th- I started to think about it. I'm like yeah. I don't think single-player story-driven games have a have 
have anything to worry about. But could we be seeing a new, like if this happened, could this be the start of a new segment of add-on games where games that were originally built to be multiplayer only or whatever also get this add-on feature that could that doesn't have to be free. I think we've gotten to that point now where so many games are like, oh man, we can't we can't nickel and dime them for DLC anymore. You're right, you can't. But if you give me the DLC for free, and then you say, hey, if you want to learn more about this main character or this side character, we're going to build a, a, a separate game, technically, that's just going to be attached to the existing game, and, it's, and we're going to charge for that. I think people are more willing to because that is... A side development that is extra that actually feels like something extra to me. Now, per a conversation I had with a friend uh, over the weekend, I think that's the route that Bungie is trying to go with Destiny. At, you know, like when the expansions hit for Destiny Two, and I didn't buy them, I, I the level cap expanded. I didn't get to go beyond the base level cap, and then all all these guns. There was so much stuff that was available to everyone else who bought the DLC. It pushed me out of the game because I was like, well, I can't even level up with my friends um what you're saying offering side story content without pushing the other players out that have already invested in the base game is a really smart decision and a way that they should that company should move forward with dlc because let's say that the there is a pack that's released for a character i wasn't that interested in i can skip it but still be involved and grow in the multiplayer aspect of this game and then when a dlc pack comes along with a story i'm interested in i can throw 20 dollars at it to play through that story and i think that would be a smart way for these companies to go to then be able to tell more stories but also at the same time not isolate their fans yeah exactly so that it is a way to add value to your to your franchise to your games that like you said does at the same time doesn't handcuff a player where where they're being limited like you were in destiny and and that's uh, i hope this is just a start it's just a tweet it's just a fan and a director having some fun and and getting some some feedback but it does seem like a really good idea that even a multiplayer fan that says all I do is play League or all I do is play Overwatch, well, they're very invested into that franchise because they like that game. So if you give them a a little bit of a side story over here where they could put a few hours here and there when they're on their downtime, then I think you're also going to bring those people that maybe aren't normally single-player story-driven game uh, gamers. But that that was an interesting piece. I did I did like that write up. Um, just to just to mention, I think you were saying, and I don't know if this sales continuing on after today. So maybe this is a bad a bad thing to plug on our show. But Division is on sale right now. Yeah, Division Two is available for Prime Day. Uh, so if it's still available, you know, if you're listening to this release morning or if you're watching us live, twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, yeah. Division 2 is just 20 bucks on PS4 right now. I don't know if it is also 20 bucks on Xbox. Okay, yeah. So but, since we, since it was revolving around Division 2, I thought it was worth saying that because if you have thought about picking the game up and you haven't, it is, I would say right now, the best loot shooter that you could possibly play as far as just a healthy environment, uh, a well a well balanced game compared to uh, some other loot shooters out there right now that are trying to really um, figure out their their situation. And um, Borderlands Three, of course, isn't out yet, so we don't have to worry about uh, they don't have to worry about that competition just yet. 
just <laughs> yeah, but I think they, they they need to worry about it because man, that game is going to crush. All right, we uh, we got our Patreon news topic next, correct? Yeah, let me give them some horns. Patreon news topic of the week. You know, we did actually have a tie. Uh, on our Patreon this week. so But Grim and I decided we wanted to give a lot of time to bringing back Muster Bus, resurrecting it, and making it part of a, a monthly pre-show. Uh, so, you know, we, we since it was a tie, we did decide to put Muster Bus available there on the pre-show. Yep. Uh, so thanks to everyone who voted. But uh, the selected winner by us this week is... Some interesting stuff coming out of uh, 8-Bit Do, which is a company that Grim and I are both pretty big fans of. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've really grown quickly in, in, this, in the time that we've known of their existence. And um, they're, they're making, some, making some news here on their next product. So why what are we getting? So if, if you're not familiar with 8-Bit Do, what they, they have specialized in is... Bluetooth controllers that are geared towards retro gamers. You know, uh, Grim, you have a replica of a Super Famicom controller that is Bluetooth, and you can hook into your Switch and play retro games on it. Yeah, Switch, PC, again, whatever. It's a Bluetooth controller. Yeah, which, again, mind you, I can Bluetooth a controller to my Switch, but I can't audio Bluetooth. I, I bet that's a firmware update. I bet I we should that's be. What I to, mean, now that I'm thinking about, there's a, yeah, there's Bluetooth already in it. The, not not to track it back worse. over that. It I gets know, worse. Sorry. We're now I'm we're sorry. now we're going off the rails, I'm and I'm sorry. angry. Back to our patrons. Uh, but um, 8-Bit Do has slowly started to move into uh, producing controllers that are more in line with the functionality of uh, a Switch Pro controller. You know, I have the NS. I think it's the SEN. NES 30 or whatever. I have one of one of the nice ones that has uh, dual joy joysticks, uh, rumble. It has motion sensing. I think it has everything but NFC built into it. But it looks like a Super Nintendo controller. But it has dual joysticks, four triggers, and everything. Yep. Well, Epic Do has come out and uh, announced that uh, they have something that's a little bit of a game changer in the space for the Nintendo Switch. We see things like this in the Xbox and PlayStation world, but this is new for the Nintendo Switch world. It is their controller, the SN30 Pro Plus, not to be mistaken with the SN30 Pro. It's the Plus that makes this controller unique. Now, it has uh, a design that looks like a Super Nintendo controller with DualShock 4 hand, hand say, grips yeah, built it, off the take, edge of it. Take an SNES controller and a DualShock had a baby. Here you are. And and this is it. So it's two joysticks, four, you know, four regular face buttons, all, all the buttons you would have on a uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller, but this has the ability for full button remapping. Yep. Available, you know, through through an app on available for PC or Mac. They've said that they are considering also rolling out the app for mobile devices as well. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, that'd but, be something no one else has really done. Correct. Mobile mapping through your phone, pretty slick. Um, you can adjust trigger sensitivity. That's something you can't do on any other Switch controller that I know about. Nope. You can adjust rumble sensitivity. You can adjust joystick sensitivity and dead spots in the joystick. It's it's fully mappable, fully customizable, uh, and it, it gives you the ability to do what you want to do with this controller. And I just think it's really cool. It's going to retail for about 50 bucks, Which is nothing. Yeah, I mean. When you think about what, what, what they're offering here. Because uh, this, this competes with the Xbox Elite controller. It competes with the uh, a scuff, a, a cinch controller, yeah. you know, uh, the Astro, the new Astro C40 controller. The, these are all 
um, pro-controller pro category. And I'm not saying this thing's going to necessarily feel on the same quality level as, say, maybe an Xbox Elite controller. No, no, it, it won't. But, it won't. Right. But at the same time, the functionality of this is something for $50 when generally when you're picking up a scuff, a cinch, all that stuff, you're dropping 150 bucks up, upwards Absolutely. You know, um, so, I mean, that's that's the thing. I think my Astro uh, C40 controller was two hundred dollars, and it's all plastic. Like like this, I would be surprised how this feels compared to that, um, because that was one of my gripes with with the Astro. Is that I like the controller a lot, but the but the premium feel isn't necessarily there. Where this we, is a fifty dollar controller, and this is a fifty dollar controller that even if it feels half decent, and then all that software capability of customizing. That is super cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I've really liked 8 Do I would say the biggest thing that they could improve with this controller is uh, the syncing process. It's a little janky. It is a little cumbersome sometimes. Like when my 8 Do's become unsynced from the system, I'm kind of like, ah, I guess I'll just pick up my Pro Controller and use it and sync it later, you know. I have to Google every time <laughs> when mine doesn't sync up. I go, how do I resync this? And part of that is I don't... I. I these aren't are these officially licensed? By they are Nintendo? not. As far as I yeah. know, they are not officially licensed. Okay, and so that that is part of the um, that they're missing out on is that I believe when when you do have an officially licensed product, um, it is capable of of using of being recognized a little bit differently by the system yeah. than than this. So you're you're kind of stuck with that. Um, and I think this. I don't think this will be improved when, as far as that goes. No, I, I would probably guess it wouldn't be, but it would be something that maybe in a firmware update down the line, hopefully they can do, because they, these are firmware updatable. Yeah. That, you know, that's what 8 has been doing. Also, USB-C uh, rechargeable battery. It's not like the Power A ones where you're like, oh, look at all the functionality of this Power A controller. It's $39. Oh, but it uses double A's. No, 8 puts rechargeable lithium-ion yeah. batteries in their controllers. So or it's corded, so you can't yeah. use it unless it's docked. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> A lot of cool stuff uh, coming out from this at the fifty dollars price point. Uh, I could definitely see me getting one of these. Yeah, I I also will will definitely grab one of these because it 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 looks really nice. I've had a really good experience with previous eight bit do products. I've got to use obviously yours, and then mine was a gift was a gift from you that uh, I love for any because mine's just an SNES controller, so it's just a D pad. So, but I love it for things like Blaster Master or any other retro style game. It works great for that. But um, you have that. Um, oh, I have three. I forgot I have yeah. that one that's. It's just the NES with four face buttons, right? Yeah, but, but the the latest one you picked up with the joysticks, um, that is sim that's like this controller minus the um, grips, the grips. That really intrigued me. Where I was like, ah, I kind of want something like that too. But now I see, you know, you showed me these today, and they have the super the Super Nintendo version. They have the white like any with the red NES buttons that I, that also is nice. Uh, those would be the two I would want. Um, the I black got, on black is supposed to be Genesis throwback. Yeah, yeah, Genesis throwback. That's yeah. But the um, the white is that's also I, I think they have it sitting next to a Game Boy, so it's more it's very Game Boy style too. Yeah. Um, I, I really like these. I want one uh, 50 bucks. And, and did they give us a, a window of, of when we can expect these? Uh, let me I'm not, see. I'm not I didn't, sure if they I, did. I didn't see it in the article, um, but that doesn't mean it's Ship in August. There. August 7th. Okay. They're oh, available yeah. for pre-order now yeah, through pre Amazon. That's 
So it, it makes yeah. it easy to get it because they do send it. 50 bucks, and uh, we'll ship on August 7th. So right around the corner, actually. A couple weeks out. Yeah, these are nice-looking triggers. Man, it's yeah. a slick-looking controller. Yeah. It's by far their most advanced product they've made, and it looks... You know, it looks like they've taken their success and the feedback they've gotten from everything else that they've made and put it into this new product. So, yeah, um, I, I will definitely grab one of these. Cool. Well, that was our Patreon uh, pick of the week. So if you want to vote and contribute to what we talk about here on the show, go to patreon.com slash games media. Start your patronage today and vote for just $1 a month. All right. Well... That's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Also visit GameZillaMedia.com for all of our blogs, YouTube videos, everything else that's going on in the GameZilla Media community, including the Discord. You can find it all at GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the Zilla update. Oh, hell yeah! <sighs> Dead Eye. I've had a good week in gaming. Have you? Yeah, I, I got to do a lot of fun stuff. Um, my, my gaming moment, though, my gaming moment of the week has to revolve around my Saturday. This like this past Saturday. I got to um, join several other Games Low Media members to uh, head over to CS Mott Children's Hospital and and help out volunteer uh, at another Mott Arcade. Oh, nice. And, you know, Mott Arcade, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, is a, an event that goes on every month at the Children's Hospital here in, in Ann Arbor that um, they, they take a whole room on, like, the top floor and they convert it in basically this fun, interactive arcade, if you have it. And the kids get to come in for three to four hours and just be kids right have fun and so you got which is hard to do when you're a kid living in a hospital when you're stuck there so they really uh they set it up they got you know legos in the middle and and smash brothers mario kart mario party just dance vr experiences all sorts of stuff there um going on and and it's a lot of fun so had a really good time super thankful for jj and his team to invite us back once again and uh, and we're we're super thankful to be able to help out so we, uh, we did that. That was uh, Chops, The Glitch, uh, myself, Craig WK, and Jazzy. Wait a second. They let Craig WK around children? I know. It was a scary thing, but he did really well. Well, I'm he, sure he, he can do well. He, it's he just did. a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. He might steal their, their souls. Yeah. Well, I mean, my big thing was Craig is is um, planning the trip to Seattle with me, so I wanted him to have a little more involvement Great. with uh, with the, the the hospital and gamers outreach so that he could be more ready for our Seattle trip. I like that. Yeah. It was good, good to see Jazzy in the mix. A man yeah, he was super excited. AKA Owl Zero. He was super excited, and I, uh, I actually got to work um, the Mario Kart um, uh, table with him. And I got to watch him interact with kids. Mm. And I started to really kind of like, I, I kind of like had that moment where I stepped back and just watch. I was like, man, because he's about to be a dad here. I like Which is in, super any cool. day, yeah. right? Any any minute. It, it could be happening now for all of us. <laughs> right. Um, so like I was watching him like, man, he's going to make a, He's going to make an awesome dad. So good for him. He had a really good time. It was something he really wanted to do and was worried, obviously, because he's got a lot going on in his own life. He was able to make it. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, afterwards, we you know we drove we drove together, so we drove home, and uh, everybody was said said, hey, you know what? Let's all take a. We haven't done this in a long time. Let's all take a trip to the local retro video game shop in uh, the the local disc replay here. And so we we hop in there. We're, we're looking around. I I really have nothing that I'm looking for right now. And that was the thing for a couple of us. 
we all left with something. We all found a little gym. And so mine was something that I didn't even know existed, especially in a physical form. So I found a Switch game. Okay. It was $16. Oh, is it? Did you buy that same jet ski game that I bought at Disc Replay? No, God, no. Jet Racing no. 2017? Nope. It was really bad or whatever? Nope, nope. You want to borrow that? Nope. No, I don't. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people that know me know I'm a big uh, pinball fanatic. I like pinball machines. And so I've played plenty of digital pinball games that are okay, whatever. But I, my favorite pinball machine... It's Tron Legacy, and it's made by Stern Pinball. Well, I found a physical copy of Stern Pinball for the Nintendo Switch. Didn't even know that it existed. It didn't have Tron Legacy on there. So let me just before we you know before we jump to, jump to conclusions. But it did have. So you threw it out, right? You yeah. You don't need it. I almost set it down. Actually, I was like, I grabbed it. I looked. I was like, nope, no Tron. And I went to go set it back. And I was like, well, hold on a second. And I started to look. I'm like. It does have Starship Troopers. It does have Star Trek. It, it does have Ghost, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, it, it, it has some good. And the thing why I ramble these off is that Stern makes physical pinball machines. These are le- legit digital replications of their actual pinball machines. Which is cool. uh, the sound effects, every voiceovers, everything stripped right from the physical pinball machines. So I was like. This is cool. For 16 bucks. I will give it a try. I picked it up. I get home. I put this thing in the system. And right away, and I've played Zen Pinball. I've played, you know, I've played the other popular pinball games. Oh, you ever played Galactic Pinball Windows XP? I heard that's pretty dope. I've played, I, I, think we, I think a lot of us have played Galactic Pinball. It's actually pretty gold. It's the yeah. greatest game of all time. So I put this in. I fire up Star Trek. And right away, I am pleasantly surprised by how this game plays on the switch the the rumble feedback the hd rumble and the paddles really give you a sense of like the weight of the ball Mm -hmm. and being able to control the power that you're putting into your shots and all of a sudden by by the second ball of my first match i'm just i'm just racking the points up and i'm like this feels great you know, and all the di- the tons of different camera view angles that you can pick from, but the game itself is just authentic stern pinball Star Trek. And so I just sat there, played it, and played it until my battery died on my Switch. Is that one of the ones that has the launcher gun on it? It has one of the launcher buttons. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It does have a pull if you want to go old school, but it has the red launcher button. And, now the, and to launch... You can actually touch the screen, and you can touch oh, the red button, and it'll launch the ball. And so, really, they—they they, uh, if you want to just uh, have a view of like looking at the artwork and, and zooming around the actual art pinball um, table, yeah. you can do that. You, all the rules and 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 mechanics of the game are are in PDF like format where you can oh sit something there and you wouldn't be able to get when you play this at a pizza shop, <laughs> right? Exactly. So um, it is surprisingly. A great pinball simulator, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And that's uh, that's my gaming moment of the week. Was that, that Saturday started out great? I got to go do something cool, and then the surprise game that I thought could, you know I bought it, and I was like, this could be a giant pile of trash. Um, turned out to be uh, it has like I haven't put Mario Maker Two back into my <gasps> Switch yet. I've been playing pinball. 
I haven't actually left the Star Trek board yet. I can't. I, like, I'm very excited to go play Starship Troopers and Ghostbusters. Um, but the ACDC one's really good the, too. Yeah, and there, yeah, there's, I've played that one in. Uh, there's also the Frank, uh, Frankenstein. That, that's yeah. a that's a classic. So, um, yeah, I think there's like, I mean, we rambled off like five five tables there, but there might be a total of like eight or ten tables total. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It's really cool. It plays really well. So if you're a pinball fan, uh, maybe and, and you have a Switch. Maybe uh, pick it up. Perhaps I might have to add it to my digital wish wish list and keep an eye out for it because you know yeah. I like pinball as well. Yeah. So what do you got? All right. So let me let me cue cue the track back up. Bring in the goods. This week, I became the owner of a PlayStation Vita. Yeah. Talk about give yourself the horse. Yeah. You know, talk about me being a guy that likes to just invest in dead technology. A guy that's always behind the ball. Uh, here I am. I'm the owner of Vita. Our, our friend Testonomics had a Vita that he decided he didn't want anymore. He hit me up because he knew I'd been keeping an eye on a good deal on one for about three years. Uh, and I was like, man, I have all stocked up like. 20 or more uh, PS Plus games that, that I'm interested in playing. Like, absolutely, I'd be down to, to get pick up this Vita from him. So when I went, went ahead and got it, and uh, he had already previously modded it so he could load it up with Nintendo games because he's our Nintendo guy. And I had to reformat the system completely to put my PlayStation profile on it. So I was like, how about we rerun that hack because I just need a really expensive system to play NBA hang time on and we made it happen. So I do have it modded uh, and I uh, I found out that I have some really kind of spicy, weird hacked ROMs that I'd be happy to talk about in the Discord, but I won't talk about on this show <laughs> because that's they're so spicy. The, the these hacked versions of the game. I, I this is how game. spicy they are. We fired it up at work just because he couldn't wait to show me. We had to lock the door, make we, sure no we, one else yeah, could come in and see what we were closed, playing. And every time someone walked by, he like he would like reach to grab it out of my hand <laughs> so that he could like chuck it in his bag just in case. Um, that's how spicy. If another employee saw us playing this. We might get flagged for harassment just by having it in our hands. It's true. It's so, true. So, yeah. it, was, it was very amusing. So I'm already having a lot of fun with it because uh, I also put uh, Symphony of the Night on here that I, uh, I yep, actually yep. had a legit uh, PS3 copy that plays in the Vita, a game that I have now bought twice because I have the PS3 edition and I bought the, the remaster for PS4, and I've never actually put the effort into... Sitting down to play Symphony of the Night, uh, Castlevania from, for the PlayStation, so I'm excited to play that. But again, I've loaded it up with Sky Force Anniversary, a game that we both like a lot. Super Meat Boy. Uh, I also have Towerfall Ascension, like indie games that I really like that I they're cross-platform. So being that I'm already a PlayStation guy, it was an easy investment to go into. Uh, and so I, I've I've now been playing it for two days. And one thing that you know we always talked about with the Vita that was a drawback was like, oh, it's too big to really fit in your pocket. After being a Switch owner for two years, no, yesterday I just pocketed the Vita, took it with me. My wife had no idea I had it on me all day until she's sitting in the chair and I just hand her it with Towerfall open. I go, okay, well, I'm going to go do something for 10 minutes. And she's like, ooh, and just start playing Towerfall. <laughs> she, she was good. That's great. Uh, so it is, it, it is a really cool device. I know we've, we've clowned on the Vita a lot, but it... Uh, it was under-supported, and, and, and one thing I've learned right away from being a, a two- or three-day Vita owner now is um, 
there is a good portion of the library that people would consider good games that I have I have no interest in playing. Uh, you know, shout out to our man player one Miggy. When I got in our, the PlayStation channel in our Discord, I was like, "Hey, what are some good games on the Vita that I should be looking at?" And like he listed off like ten games that I know I know every single one of these games, and like eight of them were like. Japanese style games I'm never going to play. It's just yeah. like it's not my style and I think a lot of if you like indie games and you like JRPGs there are a lot of good things available on the Vita. I think if you want like AAA great AAA experiences handheld which is how the system was marketed here in North America, it does kind of fall short. Because I went to the the local video game resale store today because I was like, replay. Because I was like, you know, I do <laughs> want to buy something that's more than an indie game. I want to buy something that shows off the ability of this handheld a little bit. Specifically, I was looking for Killzone Mercenaries. Yeah. Uh, because it's supposed to be a really good game. Uh, I would have actually bought Madden because I occasionally, if, if it was like four bucks, because I, I like playing a football game from time to time. Sure. I'm not going to pay $60 for one, but four or five I would have. They didn't have either of those. Um, I thought about Mortal Kombat, uh, which was Mortal Kombat 9, which is a really nice port they have on the Vita, but I was like, well, I'm pretty into 11 right now. I don't need that. But what I uh, never get tired of is owning another copy of Borderlands. <laughs> Borderlands 2. So I bought Borderlands 2 on the Vita just to give it a go. I heard I heard it really kind of chugs when there's a lot going on on the screen, but I think for me playing it as a handheld experience, I think I can deal with that. It's a game that I love immensely, and I'm excited uh, after the show tonight to go home and, and try firing up uh, Borderlands on the Vita just to see what it's like. Like, I don't know. I'm 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 just like it was seventeen dollars. So um, just for me being a Borderlands fan, I guess it's worth having. And that way, I at least have a game in the physical slot on this. Yeah, thing. and you get all the uh, DLC as well. Yeah, you get uh, not all of it. It's sorry, eighty percent of the DLC yeah, yeah. that was released or something yeah, for yeah. Borderlands Two. But yeah. um, I don't. You know, mean I'm, you don't I'm get a, the brand new um, the brand new DLC that yeah, that, fight for San- Lilith's fight for sanctuary. Yeah, that's not on the Vita. It better be, or I'm just gonna <laughs> fly to Japan and fight Sony. Yeah, I mean, but Borderlands Two is great. Uh, I I think it plays it plays well enough on the Vita that you're going to enjoy it. As far as the chugginess, it's just like it's people like trying to really like tell you everything that's like yeah. Uh, yeah they're they're being picky in a way. Like I've played it on the Vita. I think it plays well enough. Sure, when you get in those situations where there's so much going on on the screen, is it going to suffer a little bit? Yeah, I guess so. But it's still so it's super playable. And now you got a handheld, so that's cool. Um, that's a, it's a good pickup. I I, I love I love my Vitas that I have, and I have you know um, several games that I still like to go pick up my original Vita like you just got. So that that's an OG there. It's a model one with the OLED. With the OLED. Even even my wife who doesn't uh, doesn't really clue into that sort of stuff is like. That screen's really nice because yeah, she's used to playing the Switch or the 3DS. So the OLED screen on this Vita is really nice. Yeah, the OLED screen is super impressive, and uh, it, it's still to this day a, a nice little device that you will find the more and more you look. And like you said, you you have it already kind of set up where you can play some uh, non Sony related video games on it. But the more and more that you kind of look around for those gems, you'll find things that do fit more in your in your realm. I was go- I was going to recommend, and you get it pretty cheap, um, a game called Freedom Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very interesting game, very unique, uh, uh, Vita exclusive. Never saw uh, it it release anywhere else. Where like ter- what kind of game is it? It's like a third person hack and slash game where basically you are you start off as like this uh, super important scientist, and then you end up like losing your memory, 
And because you lose your memory in this future world, you're actually like a criminal. You're 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 imprisoned and penalized for basically not being useful. So now you're in this like this situation where you have like some crazy amount of years on your sentence, but you can do these tasks to reduce oh, to reduce your that's sentence. Cool. And um, the gameplay though is really cool. You know, it's um, third person shooter, but you have all these crazy like futuristic like um, electric like tent- tentacles that you can throw and like and shoot yourself up into locations and stuff. Mm, I um, I might have to download that. Yeah, tonight. That and I really believe cool. there's some interesting um, co-op play with it too. Yeah. So I picked it up because it was actually um, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. He like started just swearing up and down about this game that I had never heard about, and I picked it up. And yeah, it's really weird, unique, and but a lot of fun. And yes, it is, it is Japanese like style, but it's not your traditional RPG, and it's not super anime. But it's uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to look into that. I think you might like it. So there's my recommendation since you've gotten some others. Because all Chops could recommend to me, who's been a Vita owner for a long time, the only... Because doesn't he have the white one? He does, yeah. yeah so Assassin's Creed white uh, original edition. The only thing he could recommend to me was to hack it to play Robo Pit on it because he's a jackass. <laughs> I'm like, Chops, you got anything for me? Luckily, Miggy yeah. came in with recommendations. <laughs> Uh, but Chop's like, just play Robo Pit. Like, man, man I, at your bachelor party, I said it was fine. Like, it was a fine game. I'm not gonna <laughs> uh, like do a different hack on this system just to play Robo Pit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, well, that's cool. I'm glad you were able to get one for a super fair price. You know, we've been fighting. The problem is, is that because people have started to hack them yeah. more, e- it's a lot easier now. Um, the prices have shot up. Like, I'm watching them sell for two hundred and forty dollars on eBay, on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, dude, I don't want one that's modded. I just want a normal one. How come no one's selling a non-modded one? And that's when I realized that they had come out with some new um, new ways to hack it, so it's a lot easier. So people are like, well, if I can get an extra 100 bucks out of my system, why not? Yeah. So anyways, I had, I had just found one uh, for... $35. Which is a steal. Yeah, I found one for $35 on Facebook Marketplace. It looked it looked clean. Um, it was funny. It was so dusty, the picture, um, that someone had drawn in one of the shots that they posted. It had a, a frown face just, like, oh, drawn no. in it. But then they, the the other pictures, it was cleaned up, and they were showing it. And I was like, okay, yeah, 35 bucks. But I knew you were in the process of potentially acquiring it, so I was yeah. waiting to see what happened. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our moments of the week. We always like to hear your gaming moments of the week, and people talk to us all the time on the Discord, gameslemedia.com. Right on that homepage, you will find the Discord button. It is free to join. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. And, uh, you know, jump in that PlayStation chat and maybe give uh, give Deadite some more recommendations of what he could do with his Vita and, uh, and, you know, just hang out with gamers from all over the place. All right. We have a lot of great shows. We do. Available. GameZillaMedia.com. And, of course, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. TuneIn. Anywhere you listen to the GameZilla podcast, you can also listen to The Legend of Retro, our retro gaming friends. Uh, take you down uh, memory lane with one of their favorite games, and then they uh, 
do a retro relapse, just covering some quick gameplay of another game. But yep. you'll love you'll love the Legend of Retro. Of course, Noobs and Dragons are a tabletop storytelling podcast. Craig WK is your dungeon master and takes our noobs through uh, a brand new adventure. Season one is wrapping up and uh, it's getting really really good. Um, I should know I'm part of it, but uh, yeah, we we. Are having a great time. It's it's a long adventure. If you haven't if you haven't been following already, it's eighty nine episodes. That's eighty nine weeks. But I can tell you, it is a it is a hell of a roller coaster ride that Craig W K has crafted from his world, and um, it's so good. So don't miss out on that. And then uh, details of the upcoming season two, uh, right around the corner. Of course, Last Action po- Podcast, our action movie podcast. Hang out with Sphinx, LPJ, and Hovercraft Joe as uh, they talk about uh, some of your favorite action movies. And then Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. I think The Simpsons is the greatest television show ever. And uh, we have a podcast all about it. It's Noiseland Arcade. Those yeah. are the podcasts that we have. Yeah. And Those we, are them. <laughs> we also, I've already mentioned earlier in the show, we have our YouTube channel. We have our blog. The Discord, of course, is where every day there's just activity going on, talking about video games and and even other things, comic books, movies, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but then we also have our, our streamers. So we have people like Craig WK, Metric on Stage, Spidey2KX, Grim the Dino, Owl Zero, uh, all, all sorts of people streaming on Twitch and Facebook. So make sure that you are uh, in the Discord because a lot of them have their own individual channel that basically posts when they're live. So you can really uh, you can find out when they're live and you can also talk with them directly right in their Discord cha- um, channel. So, um, but yeah, Craig WK on every morning doing all sorts of cool stuff right now from Mario Maker 2 to some of his retro runs. Uh, I got to watch some of his bloopers from his no death um, Super Mario World run while we were on our way to Children's Hospital. And man, there were some great moments that they <laughs> that, that were clipped by some of the viewers that just of um, you know beating a boss and being like, yes, I got it, and then picking up a block by accident after the boss dies, and just watching Craig WK fall to his death and his re- his facial re- like reaction. There's not a word spoken. It's just him locking straight into the camera and just staring at the camera like, what did I just do? <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to hop in there and look at some of that. Yeah, it is it's very entertaining. So all sorts anyways, all sorts of content that you can get from Gamesville Media. We 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 produce so much content every week. So thank you for this for everybody that already listens to us and watches us and supports us and uh, if you're new Please check it out. Please hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Howard it is that you can give us some support. We appreciate it. It helps us so much. With that being said, um, I think that's that, that wraps up everything. We'll uh, hopefully have more details for these upcoming events, like uh, if you're local, the Vintage Video Games After Dark at the Michigan Science Center uh, that w- that will be there um, putting on some live shows and doing some a few other things. So Yeah, stay, stay tuned to our Discord and all our social media platforms yep. because we should have more announcements about that coming up soon. Yeah, and then us working, really quick. us working with uh, Children's Hospital here in Ann Arbor, CS Mott, uh, JJ from, from CS Mott, 
the um, trip to Seattle is is happening, but uh, our panel information, we're still waiting on PAX to get back to us. So we will keep you all updated on that stuff uh, as soon as we have more information. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode 269 of the GameZilla podcast. We are the elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, Game, game on! on.